Coming up, we talk to Real Owens being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Is there an underlining problem between Clint Capella and the Houston Rockets? And has LeBron James met expectations so far in his career? Three championships. Olajuwon has two. Tim Duncan has about four. When you put down the players that have played this game and you put down the number of championships, he has one more than Isaiah. He has one more than Akeem Olajuwon. When you talk about someone coming to high school and they are talked about as being the best player to ever play the game, I expect you to have at least six championships. Because we know because we know the best players in the right now are Jordan, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They have five, six championships. LeBron James cannot say that he has met expectations until he gets that fifth and sixth championship. I disagree. I, I can't, I can't <laughs> I see can't any other way. I can't say that with a straight face. That's crazy. I, I can't see any other way. I'm sorry. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am your host today. My name is Oenyi. And sitting all the way across from me is Chris. What's going down, Chris? What's good? Trey is not available today. Very, very busy man, but we will handle the show for him. Thought about giving a shout out to his teams, but mm. I came to my senses and I decided I just I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I'm sorry, Trey. I'm, I'm sorry. But we, we look we look forward to having you back on the show, bro. So anyway, let's let's get right into it. Hot topic of discussion for the past couple of weeks has been LeBron James. LeBron James is now L.A. Laker. We have asked ourselves, how great is LeBron James really? So looking at LeBron, has he met expectations? Has he lived up to the hype coming out of high school, playing in Cleveland, playing in Miami, going back to Cleveland, and now he's L.A. Laker? To this point, has he met expectations, Chris? For me, he has, right? But when you talk about LeBron James, you really got to talk about there's really two ways to look at it. There's the Michael Jordan LeBron James, and then there's the normal people LeBron James. So what do I mean by that? The Michael Jordan LeBron James is when he comes out from college, you know, the Michael Jordan hype. He's going to be better than Jordan. That's what people always say. They dub different players these names. You got your Grant Hills. You got your Kobe's. Then you have your Larry Hughes of the world. You know what I mean? So for LeBron, him coming out, meeting expectations, he's, in my opinion, at least, he's clearly done that. But then there's an argument, okay, is he the best? Because when he came out, let's be honest, he dubbed himself king, right? I mean, who does that? You come straight out of high school with the Hummer that we both know. Well, we all know you, you ain't pay for. <laughs> no way he was going to college with that. He would have been caught up in some different uh, NCAA investigations. But when you're so, but he came straight out of high school though. So would it be? Would it still be NCAA? Oh or? yeah, really? They'll, they'll get you wow. while you're in high school. I mean, I, when I saw the Hummer, I'm like, I know he can't afford that. I know his mama didn't afford that, but it is what it is. But as far as his his legacy right or better yet just the hype that's what we're really talking about the hype itself i think it's obvious he's lived up to it but it just depends on what level you think he's done it right i i can't i can't agree with that i don't think he's lived up to expectations 
I look at LeBron James. Drug test. <laughs> I mean, episode just started. Let's look, do it look, right look, now. No, 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 no. <laughs> let, let, me, let me explain myself a little bit. So, yeah, Michael Jordan, right? He came out of college. He definitely exceeded expectations. As far as LeBron James is concerned, there's no other athlete in the history of sports that has had as much pressure put on him coming into the league as LeBron James. When he came in, he was on the cover, I, I believe, of Sports Illustrated. They said that he was the chosen one. When you are declared the chosen one, bro, you have to do great things in the league. And there's really only one way to measure that. Championships. How many championships do you have? How many championships on your resume? LeBron James only has three championships. Out of nine appearances. Look, LeBron James is the greatest skilled player I've ever seen on a basketball court. And even me saying that, when you say that about somebody and then you follow up, they've been in the league for how many years have been in the league now? Ooh, 12, uh, 13, 12, 12, 13 years. Like that. How many championships do you think that person should have? I would say you've been in the league 13 years and you're the best player I've ever seen in my life. You should at least have five or six rings right now. Five or six chips. He only has three. Don't get me wrong. During this era, he is the greatest player alive. Yes, that's the truth. Nobody's going to debate that. Well, some people might debate that. But as far as him meeting expectations, when he came out of high school, people thought that he was going to be better than Jordan or at least as good as Jordan. You can almost argue as far as his legacy. He's up there with Kobe. He's up there with Shaq. He's not past Michael Jordan. Shaq? I mean, but he's up there with him. Shaq, Shaq has three titles as well, right? He has four. He has four. Yeah. He has more than LeBron James does. He has, what, five finals appearances, yeah. I think? So he, he goes three out of five. He has led teams to titles. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong at all. LeBron James is a great, great player. What he has done as a basketball player has been phenomenal. But has he met expectations? I'm going to have to say no. That's crazy. It's just based off the championships. That's crazy. (laughs) That's what you measure people by. Let me ask you a question then. We're talking about hype and expectations. If we go back in time, so when the magazine comes out, The Chosen One, and we write the biography that he has now, and you show it to him then, I don't see who passes that up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take that. Who who passes that up? Nine finals, eight straight finals appearances? That's un- See, the problem is everybody likes to blow past that. Oh, eight straight times for the finals. Yeah, it's in the East. That's eight straight years. That means if you had a child who was months old, they're now eight years old, and they've only known LeBron in the finals. It's like he's an establishment. That is the craziest thing you can think of. You think about the eras like the Celtics winning, what, 10 straight championships? People say, oh, something like that can never happen again. No, LeBron didn't win all those championships. I get that. But to go to eight straight finals, I don't care who it is. I don't care if you had the rawest team, even in high school sports. That's hard. And to do that in a professional level in the Eastern Conference, whatever you may think of that, that's insane. So we're talking about as far as the hype is concerned. Let's walk us through it. So he has the championships three, multiple MVPs, led more than one team to the NBA finals. I mean, what more? How did he not live up to the hype? Okay, so let me ask you this question. Let's just say he has zero championships. Is did he still meet expectations if he has zero championships? So he's 0 for 9. He's 0 for 9. That's a problem. No, I'm just saying though. So, <laughs> so no. Problem. So no. He does not meet expectations. If it's zero for nine, which he's not. 
So let's say he won one championship. That would be enough. What? That would be enough. With the, the, the volume of work he's done in his career, that would be enough. But it's long way, though. It would have to be in Cleveland. It would have to be in Cleveland. So it has to be that one with Kyrie. Oh, so because he was one championship for the city of Cleveland, he meets expectations. Oh, yeah. Expectations no. okay. are met. He meets expectations for Cleveland fans, maybe. But as far as his overall aura, his legacy, he does not meet expectations. Coming out of high school, he was the next big thing. No question, no doubt. People were going to put him in the same level as Jordan. People already put him in the same level as Jordan coming out of high school. Like, he was going to be the man. If he wins, and I'm not saying that it's that far off. If he wins one more championship, maybe that first one, Miami against Dallas, if he would have won that one, then I would probably say he did meet expectations. But he's right there. He didn't exceed it, and I don't think he met it. He's like just right below it, a notch below it. Three championships. Olajuwon has two. Tim Duncan has about four. When you put down the players that have played this game and you put down the number of championships, he has one more than Isaiah. He has one more than Akeem Olajuwon. When you talk about someone coming to high school and they are talked about as being the best player to ever play the game, I expect you to have at least six championships. Because we know because we know the best players in the NBA right now are Jordan, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they have five, six championships. LeBron James cannot say that he has met expectations until he gets that fifth and sixth championship. I disagree. I, I can't, I can't <laughs> I see can't any other way. I can't say that with a straight face. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I can't see any other way. I'm sorry. So we're, we're talking strictly about his hype here. The hype. How's he and whether or not he's made it. So let's, let's, let's go back a little bit. Well, let's go forward. Since LeBron has come to the league, what player has had half the hype coming into the league? Okay, let's, let's go back. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Answer the question first. What player after LeBron's come to the league that's had any form of hype that LeBron had? But that's because he's LeBron James. No, but it's not just that, though. It's not just that. The fact that he – it's almost like you're, you're drinking it. Have you ever drank like a good Sprite or whatever adult beverage you may want? And it's so good, you're just – you're good. This is what it is with LeBron. LeBron was so good. Like, we expected a full bottle of Sprite that was cold, and he gave us all of it. He quenched my thirst. Uh, no, I, he didn't quench my thirst. Well, yeah. I'm still thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely still thirsty. I would like to. I can compare LeBron James to Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is a phenomenal golfer, arguably the best golfer we've ever seen. Jack Nicholson is in that conversation. Did Tiger Woods meet expectations as far as his golfing career? He had a great career, but people thought he was going to. Oh, but, that's, but that's different though. That's in the middle of his career. Like, well, I should say in the beginning when he started winning, he had his run. They were like, okay, this guy's gonna blow. Yeah, pass. yeah. But so now, but that's now, a different now, type of expectation. No, no, no it is different. He did not meet it though. No, but that's but that's different though. He What's had, the difference? The difference is that was in the middle. It, it in the middle of his career. It's kind of like the same thing with a player who we didn't expect to be that great, and all of a sudden they start doing some spectacular things. But we expected greatness from LeBron James from the jump, though. Yes, that's from the what's jump. different, though. Same thing with Tiger. Not not from the jump, though. We he expect- had to win. No, no, no. He no, no, had no. to win first. We expected we knew he was greatness. Talented. We expected greatness from Tiger Woods from, from the, the jump. jump. Yes, no, we did. Sir. Yes, we not did. Not from the jump. He does not get to where he's at right now without people expecting him to be great. Well, Tiger- we expect him to be great because when he starts off blowing out the field, that's when we start saying, "Oh, Tiger versus the field." Okay, that's fine. That's fine, but I still think they're similar as far as when we came to that point and we realized Tiger Woods is a phenomenal golfer, there is a certain expectation that we had of him. And because of what happened in the middle of his career, he's kind of fallen short of those expectations. 
because of how great he was or because how big the hype was. This is the thing, though. And I think with LeBron, I always talk about this as being prisoner of the moment. I look into the whole grasp of things. I mostly compare LeBron, the only player, at least from LeBron's era, I'm talking about players across sports that came in with just ridiculous hype with Sidney Crosby. I just mentioned the NHL on the podcast, y'all. You did. Yeah, I did. But he he came in with this so much hype. Everybody saying, oh, he's going to be the next great one. Everybody, If you don't watch hockey, you know the great one. That's Wayne Gretzky. You know that immediately. But Sidney Crosby came with all this hype. Then he had some injuries, but he's won some championships, and people do the same thing to him. Oh, he hasn't really met expectations. We expected him to be better than the great one. But that's crazy. It really is. He came with the expectation of being great. He's won a couple of chips. Same thing with LeBron. He had the expectation of being great, and the argument can be made that he is the best player of all time. If an argument can be made, whether or not you think he is or not, I don't care. If the argument can be made that you are the best at your craft, how have you not met expectations? Well, simple. You can be thought of as the best player of all time, right? But when you get on the court and you don't win, you don't meet expectations. It's really just that simple. Dan Marino, he has won zero championships. His first year as a rookie, he went to the championship and he lost. He's never gone again. He did not meet expectations as a quarterback in the NFL. But people, some people argue that he's the best quarterback they've ever seen. That's just it. It's championships. Championships measure how great you are in a league. I understand that. But let me ask you this. Can you argue that LeBron is the greatest basketball player of all time? You can argue that, yes. So that's it. He's met expectations. I would agree. I would agree with you if we were having this argument. We're comparing him to the Charles Barkleys of the world, the Allen Iversons of the world, even the Kevin Durant's of the world. Saying good player, but not one of the greatest. Okay, you you can very easily have it to where LeBron James only has one championship right now. If not for Ray Allen and you Kyrie, can do that and, with uh, everybody. No, not with Michael Jordan. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. Michael Jordan has. He had won. to kick it out to some cats to hit some shots. But they were game six. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Even if they did, even they did lose that. Still a game seven. It's game I, seven. I, I okay. That. With LeBron, that's not the case. Those were game sevens. Well, Ray Allen shot was game six, but, but, but it was but elimination wait, game. Wait, it was okay. Also, but, that was elimination game as well. It was elimination if game. They would have lost. Everybody wants to say, "Oh, Ray Allen hit the shot." People forget they were down by six before that. Somebody had hit a three to get them to three points. Guess who shot that? Three? And somebody missed a three. It was able to be be kicked out to Ray Allen before the game my was. My point set. is, my point okay, is, this is my point. Let me let me let me let me take my point first. He could very easily be have one championship. Correct. A shot here or there. I, I I'm, I'm just saying. I what? really disagree. How oh. can you disagree with that? <laughs> I disagree with that. He was in an eliminate. He was in two elimination games. One against arguably the best team of all time, Golden mm. State Warriors. And he beat that team. He right? did. He did. Oh, no, okay. no problem. No problem. He beat okay. that team. Yes. And then one against San Antonio, where it was an elimination game. They could have very easily lost both those games. He would have one championship right now with Miami. If that were the case, there's no way that you can argue that he has not met expectations. A bounce here or there. So with him winning the three, if you if you start off LeBron James's career and you say this guy is the most skillful player the, the league has ever seen, which I believe he is, and you go throughout his career and you say these are the accomplishments that he's had, I'm looking at championships. That's just me. That doesn't take away from his legacy, if that makes any sense. He's still one of the greatest, but he did not meet expectations as a whole because, bro, he has to have at least, if you want to say that he's up there with the Jordans, and, and and Kareem and even Kobe, 
He ha- he's, he's not met expectations. I don't know why you keep stoking the Kobe fires. Because Kobe has here, five. Kobe, you, Kobe you, has five titles. You, you Kobe fans out there, y'all need to sit down. I am not a Kobe <laughs> fan. <Sit> down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that he has not met expectations. That's all. I, I'll give you this. I don't know if we'll ever see a team or a player because it's not a team here in Miami at Cleveland go to eight straight finals probably ever again. I don't think we'll ever see it. I think that's a problem people take for granted. Oh, it's the East is so easy. People forget in the beginning it wasn't. About the first four or five of them were not. I'll say four were not easy. The ones with the Heat, they struggled against those with those Celtics teams. Those Celtics teams weren't scrubs. The Pacer teams are overhyped. And then this last season was a straight miracle. I mean, it was a miracle. So people act like it's just a cakewalk, and it wasn't. Eight straight finals? That's unheard of. I don't care how raw you are. If you tell me coming to the league, hey, this guy's going to eight straight finals, I'm good. Even if he loses all eight of those finals? I mean, I don't want to lose all eight. <laughs> I'm not the Buffalo Bills here, but I'm trying to get a chip. But at the same time, he has gotten chips. Mm-hmm. Well, look, man. If you want to say that LeBron James is the greatest player of all time, and then you have multiple players above him as far as the ring count, then you have to say that he has not met expectations. It's just that simple. Now, I know it may not be fair, but if you put the label of being the greatest of all time, beside that has to be that you have the most rings. It just does. Because, I agree because, 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 because. So hold if, on, hold on, hold on. But if that's the hold case, on, then Jordan's me, not the best of all time then. Look, if you look at Tom Brady, Tom Brady has how many rings? Five. Five now. Five, all right. Some people saying he's the best quarterback of all time, and he has the five chips. Most of the people that you consider the best of all time, they're in the five or six chip category. LeBron James and three rings, that's just not good enough. You can you can ask LeBron the same question. Is that good enough? When he came into the league, he didn't want to get one. He didn't want to get two. He didn't want to get three. Because <laughs> he said it. Because that's what he said. It's going to come back to haunt you when you say stuff like that. It's just this. That's fine. But, but I just want to be very clear here. We have to talk about expectations and hype. And I think he's meant them. But let me say this. This is my Bogola off the topic. You Kobe fans out there, defaming this man's mirror. See, LeBron, you should have came to Houston. See, we wouldn't have done that to you over messing with this mirror. Did you see that? How they had the, he had the king of L.A. He had to take off the of and just the king. L.A. fans still weren't happy with that. I said, no, Kobe's the king. That's crazy. Come on now. I mean, it is what it is, man. You know, L.A. fans, Kobe is the man down there. And it's, it's just that simple. It doesn't matter who it is. It's just that simple. I can't argue with that. I really can't. Now, whether or not you can defame his um, his painting and stuff like that was going a little bit too far, but whatever. Whatever, man. But how could you want to go to that? And that's what baffles me. But LeBron has dealt with that everywhere. There are LeBron haters everywhere. It's not just L.A. He's, yeah. He made a decision. He's a grown man. He made a decision. He wanted to go to L.A., and that was it. As far as the other players, too. They make a decision where they want to go. Whether or not there's a backlash, there's a backlash. This is the way it is. But going back to the expectations, if he had won one more championship, if he won the championship with L.A., yes, I feel like he would have met expectations. He's just that short. He needs one more. I need four. Three is not enough. Mm. Three so titles. Is it, is it an even number thing? Is no, really no, no, right no. It, it's, it's more. Look, look. I think there's a difference between you thinking that he meets expectations personally. Like you. Like Chris. I think that he met expectations. Or O-N-Y, I think that he's met expectations. Like me personally, going back and looking at everything, I'm like, you know, I'm good. 
I think I think he's done all right for himself. But when you call yourself the best player of all time and you look at the general public and how they perceive you, he's definitely falling short of what everybody thinks. Because that's that's what's falling to the equation. It's not just you personally. Let me ask you this then, as far as the hype and expectations. I think he's one of those athletes, because there are many of them across history, who is not as celebrated during his time. But when he's done playing in retrospect, I think people will realize, oh, this dude far surpassed expectations. Now, I'm not going to say that. Look, look, I think it's the opposite. I think that in retrospect, later on down the line, they're going to look at him and be like, oh, wow, this this dude was a beast. Why didn't he win more championships? I think that's what's going to be said about him. No, no, and that's fine. I'm, I'm not even necessarily disagreeing with that. They may say, why didn't he win more championships? I'm like, oh, let's. Let's go back and look at the teams he was playing with. Oh, that's why he didn't win, because his point guard was Eric Snow. Oh, that's why he didn't win, because he had his going against Kevin Durant and the rest of the cupcakes. I mean, what do you want him to do at some point? Some of the finals, I agree with you. Though against the Mavericks, that was that hurt. That and, and that's hurt. the one. See, that is the one. That's the one that put that's the one I put in my head. But at the same time, that performance by Dirk, because I'm a huge Dirk fan, I say this all the time. Even with him walking off, the way he walked, he didn't even celebrate that championship. I don't know if you noticed that. He just walked off the court and went to go cry because he's fighting for it. He finally got over his dreams because he was dreaming before that. He got over that and he got his chip. I'm so happy for Dirk getting that. I just think he just got in the way of history there. Dirk was incredible in that series, really the entire playoffs. So how many times are you going to say that for LeBron James, though? There's excuse after no, excuse not an excuse. I just, excuse. Bro, I just said that's what he had to have. He had to have. It. He had to have that one. That, that one, he and had that's to have. and that's why I look at it. Also, if he would have got that one, he would have he would have met expectations for me, because the other ones are like, come on, bro. The Golden State Warriors are arguably the, the greatest dynasty ever built. You know, you can't hold that against LeBron. This last team that he took to the finals, they were a bunch of scrubs. The first team he took to the finals, they were a bunch of scrubs going against the juggernaut that was the San Antonio Spurs. You can't hold that against them. But when you get there and you are favored to win a finals. You get upset. You better win that finals no, if you're the best you. player alive. And he did not do that. I agree. With All you. the other finals, he wasn't favored to win. The one against San Antonio, the one against Golden State, the one where they did upset Golden State, they did win. He had Kyrie there too as well. He's just falling just short. If he wins one title in LA and brings LA a championship after all this dismay, then yes, he would have met expectations. Unless he loses three more uh, finals appearances and then was a title, then maybe not. So for you, let me ask you this. So let's say this year in L.A., right, they get to the playoffs somehow and they control whatever team they construct, whether Kawhi is there or not, I don't really care for the purpose of the question, but they beat the Golden State Warriors. LeBron is incredible. Seven-game series, he's killing it. Absolutely killed it. But it's in the semis, Western semis, and it goes to the Western Conference Finals, meets a team like the Rockets, whatever team you want to put out there, and gets beat. Good or bad for his legacy? That's bad for his legacy. That's a disappointment. You can't you can't beat a team that's arguably the best team in the West right now. Everybody's already declared the Golden State Warriors the champions next year. Now it's almost like what the Clippers did a couple of years ago. They went, they beat San Antonio in the first round of the playoffs. They were all hyped up about it. The next round, they blew a three one lead to the Rockets. That team was supposed to advance to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. That was a disappointment. That would be the same thing for LeBron. That would definitely be a disappointment. And it's it's more so it's because it's LeBron. When when you are a big name player and you get upset, more of the blame goes to you. 
it's that's just the way it is. Okay, so you're saying the only team he could lose to next season without it being an upset is the Warriors. Yeah, that's it. That's it. If they go all the way to the finals. So if the Rockets come out next season and win 66 games, their first seed again, still doesn't matter. It's not fair. That's it's fair. not. That's it's, re- it's really not fair, but it's because of who he is. He's LeBron James. Now, don't get me wrong. When the season's over with, they might say, yeah, it was a successful season, but it still goes as a loss for LeBron. It still goes as a check mark as a loss for LeBron. That's just the okay, way it is. So, so answer this then. What is a successful season for him next year? Then, at least for his expectations. We're not talking about legacy. We're talking about hyping expectations. What's a successful well, season? Le- for it him? just depends on what happens. So, are they getting any more players, or is it just as Let's is? Stick with what they got right now. As is. As is. I mean, a successful season as is. Man. LeBron they, they ha- Y'all they, just they, can't make they, up your mind. They still have to dis- they have to lose to the Golden State Warriors. That's it. Wow. That's it. As is. Yes. Because you can argue right now. Let's say the Rock is as is right now without Clint Capella. We don't know what's going on with him. Everybody keeps saying he's a restricted free agent. He's going to be back. Unless no. the Rock is just renouncing. Well, because they, 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 they we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. So anyway, let's just say they somehow they don't re-sign Clint okay. Capella. Because it's not there is a chance they don't resign him. Some people are saying the Lakers are the second best team in the, in the Western Conference. They're saying that. And so with that being said, he's LeBron. He took a garbage team in the Eastern Conference to the finals. Why can't he take this Laker team? And what has been what people have said for the longest? Well, if he was in the West, he wouldn't be there. He wouldn't be there. <laughs> so if he does not make it, that would just prove their point. They were like, you know what? He's in the West. He didn't even make it to the Golden He didn't even meet the Golden State Warriors. He lost in the first round. That would be the worst. If they were to go to the playoffs and he loses in the first round to the Minnesota Timberwolves, God that would be the worst God for forbid. LeBron James legacy. God forbid. <laughs> and I'm not even a Laker fan. God forbid. I, I don't want to hear Laker fans talking about that nonsense. That would be the absolute worst. Yeah, I agree with that. So anyway, we were talking about players and decisions they make. LeBron James decided to go to L.A. Kevin Durant decided to go to OKC two years ago. He's won back-to-back championships. He's won back-to-back NBA Finals MVPs. Why is he responding to teenagers <laughs> <laughs> on social media and giving his opinion? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think it is kind of, you know, I don't even know what the word to use is, but I think it's a good thing to a that certain point. Responding? Yeah, I mean, if, if that's not, can you imagine you're just, you know, you're on Twitter or Instagram, you're, you're you know, messaging LeBron and he responds to you like, oh, wow, LeBron's responding to me. You know, that's 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 what I mean. But as far as Kevin Durant personally, like, why are you doing that, bro? Like, I'll, tell, I'll tell you why he's doing that. <laughs> give me my I mean, it's easy, though. When you do something wrong and you know oh you did. Oh, my God. Bro, just hear me out. When you do something wrong and you know you've done something wrong, what do you do? You act extra, like, petty with it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's making fun of you. It's like you bringing a fine girl to the prom, but you knowing that you paid her. Like, bro. How'd you get that? Like, what's your mind? I mean, you know you paid for this. It's not yours. So that's why he's responding to these kids' texts. And the thing is, he's not even responding in a way like, yo, chill. I'm Kevin Durant. You know, positive stuff. He's calling people bums. Like, go back and sweep your mom's garage. Who says that to a teenager? I mean, you're clearly not there level-headed. I couldn't even imagine Curry or LeBron 
or even Draymond responding to that. I can only see one cupcake in the NBA responding to that, and that's Kevin Durant. And the thing is, he's probably been responding to those things for years, but now since he got caught, he's just going to hit burner account. (laughs) (laughs) So now he's like, forget it. I'm just going to start responding with my real account. I don't care anymore. I got my chips, but he's still salty. Look, man, like I said, I think it's ultra cool to be interactive with NBA players, NFL players, whatever kind of athlete that it is. But at the same token, if you are trying to defend yourself on social media with someone because what they said hurt your feelings, I mean, that's that's a little much. I it's mean, childish. Yeah, I can, I can say that. I can definitely say that. That that to me though is it's not just that it's childish though, it's more that I'm pr- I'm pretty sure they tagged him to it or whatever so it came up on his radar, but it coming on your radar and bothering you to the point that you have to respond that tells me you're insecure. That's what that tells me. You're insecure with your championships when it comes out and says things like, "Oh man, nobody really knew who I was, but now I had these." Sh-. I think he thinks the championships have somehow defined his legacy. And the problem is he listens to people like you and Drake. I'm like, oh, you need a championships. Oh, you need a championships. But that's not the only thing with your legacy. What you do to get those championships affects your legacy as well, which is why you have players like Charles Barkley, Iverson, and these guys saying, yeah, we're happy to win championships. But it's a, when you look at Kevin Durant's championships, two, and LeBron's three, it, it doesn't sound like they're in the same weight class. It's almost like he has one, LeBron has ten, when you're comparing the two of them. Because they're not in the same class. For me, for Le- for Kevin Durant to say he's better than LeBron, he's going to need to get six, seven. Even, him- even if he does get six or seven or whatever, if it's still with that Golden State Warrior team and they still are this elite team that's head and shoulders above the NBA, then it really kind of doesn't matter. But... This, this is kind of what was said. It was on Instagram. There was a three-way photo of Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Anthony Davis and described them as three elite two-way players but don't elevate a team quite like LeBron and Steph do. So then Durant says something back and says, go sweep your, your dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, man. Um, he's pretty thin-skinned, right? Oh, he's he's clearly thin skinned, but what I take from that the most is if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I'm pretty pissed. Why am I lumped with Kevin Durant? I got my chip holding LeBron, MVP. Why am I with this cupcake? I don't want to be around or associated with that. For for Kevin Durant, I mean, when you look at the postings online, what people say about him and the way he comes out and defends himself, I mean he kind of lends credence to us calling him a cupcake. He just seems soft. I can see him responding to me. Like, that's, I mean, I, it is what it is. Try it. As the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> say something randomly and see if he responds or see if he says something back to you. It would be different if it was Draymond, though, a little bit, because I feel like that's in Draymond's personality. Exactly. You know, he would just snap back at you, this random stuff, just because he can. But with Kevin Durant, you can really sense that this is bothering him. Yeah. <laughs> Something about someone saying something on him about him on social media, it really bothers. If it's not something positive, it really bothers him. But there's no athlete alive that gets away from scrutiny. All of them are going to be judged some some way, shape, form, or fashion. So Kevin Durant, he just has to thicken up his skin a little bit. And, just, thinking, and the, the sad thing is everybody knows he's so talented. So some of it, we're just really poking at him. 
right? I call them cupcakes. It's almost like you're punk- poking at somebody that you know is kind of a punk is going to react to it. Certain people we know, you can poke at them all day. They're not going to like Kawhi Leonard. Why would you go out just bashing him? He's not going to lick your way. But Kevin Durant, you can call him a punk, and he'll say, what you say? And you, he made my day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just made this person's day. So this this is before he joined the Golden State Warriors. Was yeah. was he like this, or did you look at him this way before he joined? So maybe what it is, though, you know, when he did join the Golden State Warriors, there was a lot of backlash. And at a certain point, it wasn't, and it wasn't a degree of LeBron either, I don't think. It was it was bigger than that. Bigger than LeBron? I think so. No, sir. Because, okay, I'm, ta- I'm, ta- okay, okay, I'm talking about as far as LeBron jumping. I know there was the whole TV thing about yeah. the decision. I think all those things put into play did make it bigger than Kevin Durant's change of teams. Yeah. But as far as just changing teams, yeah. Kevin Durant's had more backlash than LeBron James I, did. I'll say it like this. I agree with you from a basketball standpoint, talking to X's and O's, he definitely got worse. Just from a basketball standpoint, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So with everything else in the equation, with the decision thing, LeBron's was bigger. But as far as this jumping ship, he got a lot of backlash, and I think he's really, really butthurt about that. Like, he's never, ever going get, to get over that. Yeah. And not just that. When LeBron jumped ship, there was he didn't leave anybody, really and truly. He just left the city of Cleveland, mm-hmm. which was still a big factor. Kevin Durant left Russell Westbrook, and people love Russell Westbrook for some reason. They, they? they most, I mean, I don't know about that. Look, Russell Westbrook is, is pretty well-liked. He, they, they always talk about he's so tenacious, he's a warrior on the court, blah, blah, blah. And this is the exact opposite for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's kind of soft. He's a cupcake. He went to a team that already was built pe- to win. People, people were calling him soft even before he left. Right. R- right. But but it was it was escalated once he went to the Golden State Warriors. Well, because it validated. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. Like, okay, he really is soft. So that, with all that put into the equation, I think that kind of gets to him. So now he's like, you know what? When anybody says anything, I don't care if it's a teenage girl, <laughs> I'm going to clap back with them. <laughs> He doesn't care who it is. He's going to say something. And, you know, hey, you can only take so much. You can only take so much. Kevin Durant's really that that dude at the park who you know is good, but you can get in his head and make him feel like he's garbage, even while he's beating you. You know, sometimes I've done this. You know, sometimes you lose to a raw player. Like, you still trash. You know what I'm saying? And they clap back at you. The really raw one's like, all right, get off the court. You just lost to me. But Kevin Durant will still be talking to you while we're trying to still, you know, get ready for the next game. That's who he is. Do you think Kevin Durant leaves this Golden State Warrior team and tries to win a championship on a different team? I mean, I will hope so. Because as much as I clown him, I really do like him. Right? He went to Texas. Oh, yeah. Before, before. Guy, he, all of that. Yeah, before he I'm left, not, he was... Your favorite player, pretty much. I don't remember my favorite player. Right? You had a poster of him in your your room. Don't play me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Don't play me. (laughs) He's a good player. But, I mean, I would like to see him go to a different team and just do well. I'm not saying he's going to have to win a championship or anything. I would just like to see him do well. Because some of this is a little ridiculous. I think he he takes it personally to the point where I'm like, man, maybe we should just leave him alone. I'm being dead. I think we should just leave that man alone. I don't think it's that serious. (laughs) I really don't. It's just social media, man. I'm not going to sit here and say that he got bullied on social media or anything like that. He bullied the teenager girl, <laughs> actually. He's the bully in this case. So we'll we'll transition here to a little bit of football. Football season is still miles and miles away to me, but it's around the corner there still. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for Texans and Cowboys to face off. Yes, sir. 
that's going to be interesting. But um, Terrell Owens was inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um, he w- decided he's not going to be there. <laughs> he's not going to participate in the ceremony. He's going to do his own little thing somewhere else. Yeah. So now the Hall of Fame, they're saying they're not even going to acknowledge <laughs> <laughs> that he was inducted. Uh, how do you how do you feel about this whole this thing with Terrell Owens and the Hall of Fame? I love football, and I really love their Hall of Fame. I love their Hall of Fame because when I watch basketball, it seems like everybody gets in the Hall of Fame. If you had a decent career, you're probably going to get in. But football, it's more it's not as extreme as baseball, right? Because I think baseball is extreme for people to get in, and it's not as lenient as uh, basketball. I think it just has a perfect balance. A player like T.O., when you look at his stats should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That is beyond obvious. The fact that they didn't let him in the first year, you know, in my brain I was like, you know, you know, this is a penalty for some of the 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 antics that he had really on the field. Some off the field, but nothing ever criminal. It was always just him being TL being TL. It's always about football. People always want to talk about his antics, but his antics were always about football in and of itself, right? So the first year he doesn't get I'm thinking to myself, all right, just slapping him hand, whatever. The second year he doesn't get in it's not really a slap. It's just the first year is maybe they pushed him off. The second year they slapped him. That that to me, I took that personally when they didn't let him in. So when they let him in the third year, after you've already slapped him and made him like just made a mockery of his career and his numbers, because there's not another player with his types of numbers. There really isn't. He's either first or second on most wide receiver lists. Okay, so he gets in on his third year and he's thinking to himself, okay, you guys have already embarrassed me enough. I should have already been in, you know it and I know it, so be- I'm a one-up on you. I'm not going to go to your ceremony because I'm the most important person because everybody knows when I get in, get your popcorn ready, <laughs> right? <laughs> get your popcorn ready because I would have watched that. I would have watched the whole NFL Network leading up to his ceremony. Everybody would have. We want to see what T.O. has to say. So what did he do? He took a show somewhere else like he's always done. He's and just the- basically flexing with his abs right now oh on the, on the sidewalk. He's gonna, that's what he's doing, right? Yeah, it is, but that's that's part of the problem. That's part of the the Teal problem. And that has been something that has followed him his whole career. He has been on multiple teams and he has been off multiple teams. And you kind of wonder why hasn't he been able to stick with a team or get some good kudos from teams when he's there? Mm-hmm. It's because of these antics. If I were T.O., I would have been the bigger man and be like, you know what? I didn't get inducted the first time around, second time around. I'm here third time around. Go ahead and do the ceremony there, wherever they're going to do it. Is it Canton? Yeah. They mostly do it there, get it over with, and then have your own little thing as well. But now when you do this and you don't go there, you take your ball and you go home, Uh, you prove people right about you in the first place, that he's kind of childish. He takes things too personally. Everything is about me, me, me. It's not about the team. Everything's about T.O. personally, and that's it. And he's never going to get over that. T.O.'s never going to change. I would have liked to see him just this one time just go, because this is, this, is, this is something that celebrates you. This is going to validate everything that you've done. Exactly. But, this is, but look, look, look. It validates you and it celebrates everything that you've done in the league, because we're just fans of the game, right? Yeah. Me and you, Chris. That's the way we look at it. There are some people that are fans of the game. They love T.O. And they look at this like you look at it and be like, damn right, T.O. You you do what you do. You don't have to go there because they didn't induct you the first time. You know, the the wide receivers, there are a lot of good wide receivers. Randy Moss. 
But that is it. But Randy Moss should have been the first ballot. But his numbers, TL's numbers blow. I mean, I shouldn't say blow. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't blow Randy Moss's numbers out the water. But TL's numbers, the only, the only, he's he's either second or first on every major wide receiver list. That's first ballot Hall of Fame. But the thing you make up, you talk about with T.O. is the Hall of Fame induction ceremony really isn't about your team. It's about you and your personal accomplishments. Well, it's, it's about the shield as well. That's, it's about it's, playing in the NFL. I mean, that's true. But this is the thing, though. How many teams – everybody says, oh, T.O. goes and he destroys teams. That's crazy to me because San Francisco, the, uh, the Cowboys, the Eagles, all of those teams – when he went there, they were at their best at that time. Really, the the, the 49ers were really they were okay. They weren't a great team. But particularly the Cowboys and the Eagles, when he left them, he had their, they had their best seasons with him there, particularly the Eagles. And when he left, they weren't nothing until after a new regime comes in. So the personal player was fantastic. That's obvious. But then you have to look at it as we always called C.O. petty. But I think who was the, the people who were really petty here were the voters in the Hall of Fame. They were the petty ones. And when you think about it, because they should let him in at least, if not the first year, then the second year. Well, you got to take into equation the other people that were that they were voting with as well. It wasn't just wide receivers all the way. There were other positions where there were also. Yeah. So you talk about receiving yards, right? He's second to Jerry Rice. You talk about receiving touchdowns. Terrell Owens is third. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, then Terrell Owens. But yeah, for the most part, Terrell Owens is up there. Randy Moss is also up there in those categories as well. It's Randy Moss, uh, Jerry Rice, and Terrell Owens yeah. in those categories. Yeah. So they're top three. Yeah, I would just, I would just have liked to have seen Terrell Owens. Don't get me wrong. This is I'm not surprised that he did what he did. But I'm not surprised either. It's it's, it's it's more of a accumulation of everything. I'm not going to sit here and say that everything Terrell Owens has done in his career has been the right thing yeah. to do. Some of the things that he has done have been childish. And I just think that this validates everything else. Whether or not it was the right decision to make, yeah. he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. No question. No doubt about it. But there comes a point in time where if someone looks at you as being childish or immature or someone that breaks up teams, you have a moment where you can be like, you know what? I'm not going to do that this time. That's true. But this is the thing. I think what, re- what really upset me was the second year, I think either Torrey Holder or Isaac Bruce, I forget which one, one of them got into the Hall of Fame over him a year before him. But they had been waiting a while too to get into Hall of Fame. And you're going to keep waiting <laughs> until T.O. gets in because your numbers are nowhere near his, right? I, I think out of who the more childish, the more petty person here is the NFL, or really the induction people. They're, they look more petty because what happens now? They're saying they're not even going to announce his name. He's not there. That's crazy. But what's their excuse? Oh, he's when we announce his name, it's going to take away from other. Come on, that's BS. That's BS. Y'all are butt hurt. They didn't come and give y'all a show. I don't. I disagree. I don't. I don't think they care. I think. I think oh, that, that they. I, think, they I don't. I don't think they're butt hurt. If they didn't care, they would have voted him in the first. Time. That's. But I think the exact opposite. If they did care, they would have voted him the first time. No. Like this time around, he's not there. That's fine. We're not going to make it be specifically about Terrell Owens. You know the NFL. The NFL is about the shield. It's not about individual players. That's fine. And I get that. But they're about individual players when it comes to ratings and things of that nature. I can tell you this without even looking at the ratings. If T.O. were there, their ratings would be the best of what it's been in years. Because he's just that much of an attraction. So T.O.'s like, look, y'all play me once. Okay, cool. You play me twice and I'm taking my ball. 
And I'm going to have a better show in Chattanooga uh, where he's going to do it over there. And that's fine with me. I'm just more disappointed in the NFL because we call T.O. Petty and they just raise the level of pettiness. Well, I, th- I think it's on both sides. That's what I'm saying. It, it is. But I look, the NFL is the NFL. Terrell Owens is Terrell Owens. I look at it both ways. If the NFL would have been like, you know what? We're going to announce it, even though he's not here, acknowledge that he is a Hall of Famer. I'll be like, kudos to you, NFL. If Terrell Owens would be like, you know what? I got in. I know I'm a Hall of Famer. I know I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm going to come here. I'm going to make a speech. Even during the speech, if he would have said something during that time frame and say, you know what? You say, if, like you weren't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Terrell Owens going to do. But if he would have got up there and said something along the lines of, I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer, I would have liked that as well. Yeah. The Terrell Owens, even though he has had a, you know, I don't know what this, what kind of career he's had. He's had a pretty good career. Mm-hmm. That's due largely in part to the NFL. Regardless of not they got along or not or whatever or if his team got along, that's due partly to the NFL. You just, I feel like at the end of the day, he should acknowledge that and be like, you know what? I'm a Hall of Famer. Let me go to the ceremony. This is the one, the, the thing that, hurt me the most when he didn't get in. I remember, I think it was 2004, they went to the Super Bowl, and he got pulled down with that horse collar tackle by the Dallas Cowboy player, um, and he broke his leg. Mm-hmm. And for him to come back, I remember as a kid, I think I was, what, 14? I don't know how it was then. But watching that guy come back and the effort that he had, and to come back against that Patriot team, Harrison and those boys, and destroy them the way he was, and we knew he was 100%. To me, that was just, he gave everything. Really and truly, his career ended a little earlier because he gave everything. I think he tore his ACA or something like that during a workout. During a workout because everybody knew he's such a workout beast. I mean, he gave everything to the NFL. Now, did he take some things with him? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) I I will kind of disagree with you on that. Injury was part of it, but I also think that his career ended early because teams don't want to take on him as a player. I mean, he was old. The problem with the NFL, you know, once you get a certain age wide receiver. That's true, too. It ain't happening. But there are, there are some receivers that were, that look at them. Larry Fitzgerald is almost the exact opposite of what Terrell Owens is. He has played his whole career in Arizona. He is a model citizen. No one has anything negative. That's fine, but what does that really get him? No, though? but th- what it gets him is he stays in one team and he's and he's there. Look, I don't know how, how old uh, um, he is, but he's older wide receiver. Yeah. There are some wide receivers when you're that old, you're done. But because of who he is, he will get opportunities at other teams because he offers more than just anything I on the that. field. No, I agree with that. If he goes somewhere and he's just on the bench, he's going to mentor other wide receivers and that's going to prolong his career. On the other side There's of the spectrum... There's that perception he will do that. Yeah, but but that's out there already. No, one, no one's going to argue that. People look at Larry Fitzgerald as a model citizen. Yeah, No one's going to argue that. Even the perceptions there are not. What, until it's changed and he goes that, somewhere that else. That perception may be there. I will say this, though. If you're a young receiver and it's a player you want to play with the same team as, it'll probably be T.O. over Larry Fitzgerald. Well, that's, that, might, that, might, be, worth, yeah, worth, that might be a you as a player. Yeah. But the owner might be like, <laughs> no, I want no part of T.O. Yeah. If there's an owner out there and he's looking for a wide receiver or even a coach that's looking for a wide receiver to mentor his young wide receivers, it's going to be Larry Fitzgerald. Is that's just a name that's going to pop into your head for that reason, that reason alone. You're not going to bring T.O. over and be like, mentor these kids. That's not going to happen. I mean, you may not want to do that, but you probably should. And that's and that's just because of the work ethic. His that's work it. ethic that's it. is ridiculous. But no one says that, though. But no, one's, no one, no one says that. This man is still though. dunking like a 
fool in these videos because he's just in great shape. He's he is, he is. always done that. Yeah, but I'm just saying there's no team going to want to call up T.O. and be like, come mentor these guys. No yeah, one's going to do maybe, that. Maybe I, I say give him a couple years. Give him a couple years. We'll see. We shall see. All right, so we're going to bounce right back into the NBA. We did mention Clint Capella a little bit early on. Clint Capella, Clint Capella was offered, I think, $85 million by the Rockets for how many years? Five years? I think it's four. I think four years. Four years, right? And where in the street is that I was turned down? That's over $20 million. Right. Like is, is there a problem? Is there a problem here right now with Clint Capella? There's a problem with Clint Capella. That's what the problem is. If they offered him four years, $85 million, it means an average annual salary of over $21 million. I mean, at some point, you got to think, who are you? Who do you think you are here, buddy? I mean, you know that? Remember when Chris Paupers came and he altered that photo of Will Chamberlain having the 100 said more lobs? I mean, that's what you are, homie. You catch lobs. He's proven to be better than that, obviously defensively sound and just a workhorse he just runs whenever you see somebody running down the court you see Clint Capella running hard but I think that money they're offering him fairly compensates him for his services right I, I, what, what does he want four years a hundred million he want, I think he wants a hundred million bro no sir <laughs> I think that's what he wants <laughs> <laughs> no I'm pretty sure that Clint Capella wants a hundred million is there a chance another team does offer him a hundred million though no. oh, not at this point the money's gone Right. I think the only team that has money is probably the Kings. But the problem is, Daryl Moore is already put it out there saying, hey, if you try to send him an offer sheet, we're going to match it. The only thing that can happen now is maybe the Kings want to screw us. They're like, you know what? Fine. We'll sign it to four years, 100 million, match that. And then maybe the Rockets say, you know what? We'll call. <laughs> you can have him. You know so what I'm saying? I don't even think the Rockets should be worried. I mean, Rockets fans should be worried. No, even Rockets if- fans shouldn't be worried. Right. There's only one scenario Rockets fans should be worried about is if he randomly out of blue signs his qualifying offer, which means he can play this season under the qualifying offer. I don't know what the amount is, but it's not a large amount of money. Basically, he's saying, all right, I'll test the waters in unrestricted free agency. And at that point, we just have him for one year. And if he's that pissed at us, he just he's just not coming back. Right. And even to that extent, I don't think Rockets fans should be worried at all if we lose Clint Capella or not. I almost look at the Rockets in the same category as the New England Patriots. New England Patriots, year to year, they lose players and they replace them, and they're still competitive. They talked about trading Gronk this past offseason. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, but they talked about doing it. The only player on their team that's untradeable or they don't want to get rid of is Tom Brady. Yeah. I think the Rockets are in the same category. The only player that they're not going to try to get rid of is James Harden. They can put all the pieces they want around them. As long as they have Daryl Morey running everything, I think the Rockets are going to be competitive. Yeah. So. Clint Capella signed eighty five million. Sign the deal. Sign the deal. <laughs> what are you doing? Let's let's try to make another run this year. I don't care if Golden State has Boogie Cousins, we can still be competitive to a certain degree. And, and that's the thing. I just Rockets fans need to calm down. They're looking at Tillman for Tillman. They're like, all right, so they're not playing the luxury tax. It's like, bro, there's no point to be that Oklahoma City deep in luxury tax, right? Unless you know for sure you're going to win, you have a good shot. With Capella, we have a good shot, but there's no reason to overpay. We're already overpaying Ryan Anderson. We have two years, 40-plus million left with him. I think we're overpaying Chris Paul as well. Well, obviously. But you <laughs> I mean, have to. Because, because, you because have of the to. window. Yeah. This is the, even, you can argue the window was last year. The way, You can argue, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the window is closed. Yeah. But let's just say something happens, you know, an injury here yeah. or there. Then that gives the Rockets the opportunity to slip back 
into that position yeah. and hopefully win a title. So that's why you have to – Clint Capella fits that system so well. The, the way he plays with Chris Paul, mm-hmm. the way he plays with James Harden, that pick and roll is deadly. So that's why they need to re-sign Clint Capella. But like I'm saying, if they don't re-sign Clint Capella, they're going to find a way to find someone else to plug in that hole. And, and that's why I agree with you. I remember this time last season people were saying – Rockets are okay. They have Chris Paul, but what are they going to do? Remember when the Oklahoma City got Paul George and then uh, Carmelo Anthony? They're like, oh, it's done. Clearly the Warriors, clearly the Thunder, and some other teams, and the Rockets could be a succeed to me. The same it's, articles that were coming out, they'll be okay. That's every year, though, yeah, it seems every, like. It's, because every year, it seems that the Rockets don't make good enough moves, or that's what people think. The perception. Hmm, yes, yes. But then when the season plays out, they exceed expectations. Every year. Every year. Yeah. So I don't see this season. Well, I hope this season is no different. Amen. And more we trust. Yeah. I trust Daryl Morey. If you're, if you're a Rocket fan and you're questioning this offseason, I don't see why. He's almost batting perfect right now. Well, pretty you got much. Ryan Anderson. So yeah, that's, that, that, that's just the one blemish. <laughs> that is the one blemish. The Ryan Anderson that comment. That is not a small blemish. That is, that, that is well, large. I look at it as being small because it's the only one. And – in hindsight, it really hasn't hurt you that much. LeBron James is not coming over here. I agree. Okay, so it really if, That's if, true. if that were the deciding factor, <laughs> then yes, you're right. It was a huge blemish. Yeah. But it's, it's not really that big. Hopefully, Capella comes to his senses. He re-signs. This is the best fit for Clint Capella on this Houston Rocket team. Yeah. There's no other team that he should be thinking about going to. Stay here in Houston, Clint. Let's try to contend for this title. Yeah, I think he needs to sign that deal. So sticking with the Rockets, is are we going to have Carmelo Anthony on this team? I go back and forth with this. No, they're, no, no. no. I, I know about the feelings. I have mixed emotions too yeah, as well. They're very but mixed. But is it going to happen? I mean, you're, you're good we've been feeling. talking about this for almost two years well, now. Well, now it's different now. If OKC, if OKC releases him, mm-hmm. you have to think that he's going to – Houston. Houston wants him. And Carmelo Anthony wants to come here just as bad. Yeah. I think it happens, but this is where the conversation gets interesting. What do the Rockets say? You can come, but you're not starting. <laughs> I don't think it's coming anymore because I think Miami wants to have him start. And but why, why wouldn't he start, though? Like, what? I mean, what? From, from, a, from a Rocket fan basketball standpoint, why should he start? Okay, so who's he going to start? Who's going to start over him? I don't care. <laughs> It's <laughs> the point. He's going to start. God. There's no way. He's, He's going to start. Okay. You have you have D'Antoni there. All right. You have Chris Paul there. Chris Paul and D'Antoni to a certain degree will be like, this guy's a starter. There's there's no way. You're going to have Capella, yeah. Carmelo Anthony. I don't know who the three is going to be right now at this point. Uh, James Harden and uh, Paul. Yeah. I mean, he has to start. It's probably James Ennis maybe. Or maybe you put oh wait oh, wait oh, 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 we messed up. So first we got Paul, then got Harden, then I think it will be PJ Tucker. I love PJ Tucker yeah, off the bench then, though. Yeah. No, he has to start. Oh no, he he does start. Yeah, he starts. He starts. He yeah, starts. So it'll be PJ Tucker, then Melo. But he came off the bench last year though. At the beginning of the season, yeah. towards the end, when remember when Rhino got hurt, mm-hmm. uh, flying Ryan got hurt, <laughs> okay. then Rhino stayed on the bench. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Or maybe Ryan Anderson comes back to start lineup. I don't know. That would be great if Ryan Anderson comes back next year and. Proves why he was paid so much. Hey, I'm all for that. It's not going to happen. We know that. <laughs> that would be that. great, though. His psyche's burned. He's probably still dreaming about Curry right now. I believe it. Yeah, so he's done. But even when we look at Carmelo, his numbers last year, he averaged 16 points a game last year. But he was bad. He was bad. 
He was bad. I mean, you can get anybody can get 16 points when you get the ball like that. They were trying, was he really getting the ball that he much? Was, this, this is the one difference, though, where Rockets fans have hope. Was Billy Donovan as a coach? They had no plan last year. They mm-hmm. had no plan. They Billy, just, Billy Donovan is not a good coach. No, I think he's a good coach. <laughs> I, he's a good I just coach. think with this specific team, he's over his head. Yeah, yeah. That, okay, let's put it that way. You're I, absolutely that's right. I think, that's what the no, problem is. That team and Billy Donovan just don't mix. Don't mix at all. They don't mix yeah, at all. He's just, it's, it's just, it doesn't work. The problem is they always do good enough. Right mm-hmm. for them to keep them. This is the same problem OKC's really had keeping coaches too long, even with their first coach, um, the Houston Rocket guy. Right, they just him. kept them too long, and clearly the, the the they just don't run any offense. When you watch the Rockets, every now and then it's like, oh, they're running this ISO, 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 but there's a plan. When you watch Oklahoma City, is there's not really a plan. It's like we have a whole bunch of hoopers and we'll figure it out. So how how well do you think Carmelo will fit into his rock? If he is there, how well do you think it'll fit in? It's the same thing people were saying last year with Chris Paul. It could be a, a, a really good or it could be really bad. We could finally get that Olympic Carmelo playing in the NBA. We t- everybody talked about that being last season, what he would do for the Thunder, and that was not Olympic Carmelo. That was New York Nick Carmelo, which was a disaster. But if you get Olympic Carmelo, meaning the guy who catches and shoots quickly, if the Rockets can instill that in his brain, because when he catches the ball and does those stupid uh, uh, jab steps, man, I just want to just in the Rocky uniform too. It's just it's not good offense. It's just not. It's ugly. It's it's gonna be if Carmelo does become a Houston Rocket, it's gonna be pretty interesting because watching him last year, he had some stretches where it was just horrible. <laughs> it was it was it was hard to watch. Yeah. And it was almost like he was forcing it. Like, whenever he got the ball, he was like, I'm going to make something happen right now. Yep. Nothing happens. Okay, the next time, I'm going to make something happen. Yep. Nothing happens. And he just kept on digging himself deeper and deeper into a hole until they had to be like, you know what? We're, we're, we're going to chill, Carmelo. Let's get the ball to, to Paul George. Paul yeah. George would light it up a little bit. I yeah. mean, he was out of the big three last year. Even though he scored, like he said, the 16 points a game he scored, they were ugly. Yeah. He Carmelo was so used to being the man. He gets a high volume of shots. He's almost he's almost similar at this point in career of his career. He's almost similar to Allen Iverson when Allen Iverson started to go into decline. Yeah, he was so used to having the ball all the time, and then he had to play a different role. He actually was coming off the bench a couple of times, and Iverson couldn't do it. After why he's like, you know what? I, I can't call it. I'm not I'm not a bench guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, at Carmelo is exactly the same way. He is not going to want to come off the bench so, at all. Let me ask you this: Then is he done? We already said he was good. Uh, yeah, he looked, to, to me, he looked like a straight bum last season. If if there's any team that can revive his career, I will say this. It would have to be the Houston Rockets. Because the way that they play offense and the way that they feed off of each other, and he would have Chris Paul there by his side. Chris Paul is way different than playing with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Chris Paul can elevate your game. And if Chris Paul is able to elevate his game, then hopefully we can see, you know, some flashes of Carmelo of old and that will help the Rockets tremendously. Yeah, yeah it would. It really would. It would. Uh, I, I, let me ask you this then while we're here. Do you think the Rockets with Carmelo are a legit contender versus the Warriors? Because that's what we're talking about. There's, there isn't a team in the NBA that's a legit contender. Yeah, that's true. There's just not. It's true. But, what you have to look at is what the Rockets were able to do last year. Mm-hmm. Now, the Rockets did lose Trevor Ariza. Mm-hmm. They did lose – who else did they lose? Mamute, but he didn't really play He didn't really play that much. Yeah. Uh, I thought they lost one more person. That was it? That's really it. That's really it. So, 
Trevor Reza is a big loss. Yeah. Does picking up Carmelo Anthony fill that void? Not necessarily, but I think the combination of Carmelo and Ennis can fill that void. I think that signing, yeah. nobody talked about. Mm. Ennis is really a younger version, more athletic version of Barisa. Mm. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. So I mean, but until he until he actually gets on the court and plays with his team, yeah. then you guys see what, he can do. what happens, yeah. and hopefully that's what happens. So if that happens and they gel together and Carmelo's able to play with Chris Paul, they can contend with the Warriors. I don't necessarily think they're going to beat the Warriors, but they can contend yeah, with let's them. Speak, when I say contend, that's what we're talking about. I didn't say yeah. beat. Take, War- them to, take them to at least six games. Yeah. Can the Rockets do that? If they duplicate what they did last year, yes. I think so. But the West is going to be hard this year again. I I wouldn't be surprised the Rockets don't even make it to the Warriors, honestly and truly. If everything doesn't mesh, because you have all these, the Rockets really had a pretty clean season. You know, Chris Paul got hurt late. He got hurt throughout the year. Right. Every, now, but they Rockets, they Rockets they had some injuries. They had some injuries. They did. They did. But, but they were able to overcome it was those injuries. It clean from the point where your best player hardened. Didn't right, get hurt. right, right. That's what it's about. And they have to hope for the same thing this year because they, yeah. they, they really did play it well. There was a, a stretch where they almost lost, I think, like eight games in a row. Because it has injuries. Yeah, injuries. Yeah, they're injuries, right. So we have to hope that they stay injury-free next year going into the playoffs. Because if they don't, they can very easily lose to a, a Lakers team, an OKC team in the, the playoffs as well. The Warriors are really the only team that you just look at and be like, they're definitely going to go to the finals. There's yeah. there's no way they're not going to go to the finals. Yeah. Can the Rockets compete with them? The Rockets are, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about the Lakers. I don't care about the Boston Celtics. I don't care about anybody else. The Rockets are the one team. If you want the Warriors to fall next year, you have to be rooting for the Houston Rockets because they're already proven it. There hasn't been another team that has proven it with um, with the cast that they have to this point. You know, LeBron and Kyrie did it. But they're not together anymore. Yeah. So you got to hope for the Rockets to do it next year, and you got to hope that Carmelo has some resemblance of what he was early New York, late Denver. Mm-hmm. That's the only way it's going to work out. I'll say this as a Rocket fan: if we were to beat the Warriors next season, that'd probably be the sweetest thing I think as a fan of sports I've ever seen. From where they were, remember when Tim Duncan and the uh, the Spurs lost to the to Miami Heat, and he was uncharacteristic after that interview when they won the Western Conference Finals. Like, yeah, we're going to finals or we're going to win. Right. <laughs> you remember that? Right, right. That's what it would look like if the Rockets won. Right. Because they came out like, I don't care what the Heat do, we're going to whoop the behind. But the thing is, that the difference between that is, the Rockets came into the Golden State Series as hoping that they should win. Yeah. And they fell short. True. It wasn't like they were, even though they did have the leads, they, that, but no that's one, the difference, the lead. They did. But even though they had those leads, no one really would have bet their life that <laughs> the Rockets were going to win that series. When San Antonio lost, people felt San Antonio definitely should have won that series. San Antonio was a better team. San Antonio felt that way. Yeah. So going back, Tim Duncan wasn't having it anymore. He was like, we're going back and we're going to win. I, you don't see Tim Duncan say stuff like that. Or yeah. just like that. So that was kind of, it would be great to see the Rockets do that, come, but don't, they shouldn't fool themselves at all. That, that team is stacked. That is a beast of a team. When you have Boogie Cousins, Kevin Durant, the four and five, that by itself is just nasty. Yeah. Then you have Curry at the point, and that's like a perfect team. That's a that's a team you built to be the all time greatest team of all of ever. Yeah. 
I mean, this it's not fair. And we know this. We're just talking about can we contend? That's really what well, we're talking about. We talked about it, and then the more you think about it, the answer is really no. Yeah. <laughs> you can't contend because in sports, you always have that window. Look at the Colts. They went to a championship. They went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The following year, they were thought of as the Super Bowl favorites. An injury here and there to to luck. They're done. Yeah. They haven't been back since. That was their window of opportunity. You have to take advantage of it while it's there. We could be looking at the Rockets' window of opportunity, and this is they just they weren't able to get over the hump. Yeah, but they had one shot, right? That's the, the Colts had one shot. Did they? They, they they built the Rockets have built themselves up to this point, and then they had the one See, realistic. That's shot. That's the difference, though. With the Colts, it wasn't really a building thing. It was yeah. Like, yeah. Have, no, 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 like, no, no. We no. got one really raw player. No, 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 no. They have they built themselves up. They went. They were going to playoff appearances year after year, and they finally got over the hump. They got to the Super Bowl, and they lost. The Rockets are the same way. They built themselves up year after year. They had that one window of opportunity, and they lost. I know Chris Paul got hurt. If Chris Paul was going to get hurt, maybe we're saying something different. No, nah, don't say that maybe nonsense. Don't say that maybe nonsense. Hey, man, I, <laughs> it, it didn't happen. Nonsense. It didn't happen. It did not happen, bro. And all this talk about super teams, it should not be plural. There's one super team in the history of the league. Who's talking about super teams? The media. Yeah, okay. Like, what's, what's going on with these super teams? Even, even when LeBron, um, Bosch, and Dwayne Wade got together, that was not a super team. It was a, it was a damn good team. Yeah. It was a big three. You could talk about big threes all day. Yeah. You had uh, um, Allen. You had... Uh, Pierce and you have Garnett. That was a big three. Mm-hmm. Back it back in Chicago, you had Jordan, you had Pippen, and you had Robin. That was a big three. Yeah, this is not a big three in the Warriors. This is this is this is the only super team to ever be assembled. That is a super team. So I don't want to hear anything about super teams. There's one super team that's ever <laughs> existed in the history of the NBA, and that's the Golden State Warriors. And I can't hate them for it. I blame the NBA. I cannot. People want to hate on Golden State Warriors all day long. If this is the Houston Rockets, yes, they do. No, I don't, people I don't hate, hate the Golden State. Golden State. People, in general, people hate the Golden State Warriors. I don't, people I don't. hate Kevin Durant right no, now. No, 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 no. People, people hate different. Kevin Durant. I, nobody, nobody hates him. We just call they him, hate him. They hate him because he decided to join the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. The Golden State Warriors are already good. They broke the record for I wins mean, in this season. Without him. Without him. And then he went to go join them, so people hate him. They hate that team. People hate Booty Cousins right now because they went to go join that team. But you can't blame the Golden State Warriors. If you're going to blame anybody, blame the NBA. At the end of the day, you got to look at the NBA like, how the hell did this happen? <laughs> there is no parity whatsoever in the NBA. Yeah. You have this super team, okay? And you have LeBron James, the greatest player in the league. He has no hope of winning a championship. How, how can you explain that to your fans? If you have a team that has the greatest player on the planet, but they have no chance to win a title. That that's you, you can't do that. Yeah. That can't happen. Yeah. The league, the league has to figure out a way that this never ever happens again. At least let it be competitive. You know, when you had LeBron James and Kyrie, and you had that team with um Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, mm-hmm. and just Curry, that was fine. We 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 saw that the, the Cleveland Cavaliers could beat that team. But now it's just ridiculous. 
is really why watch the NBA really truly. You, you're going to watch the Rockets. People are going to be rooting for the Rockets. People are going to be rooting for Boston. Depending on what happens with, with Ka- Kawhi Leonard, there have been some rumblings that Kawhi Leonard might go to Toronto. That's that's nonsense. I don't know. That's I don't nonsense. know what's going to happen. What? Well, I, I just want to talk about that for one quick. On God's green earth, would you do that trade if you're the Spurs? The Spurs. I love Demar Derozan, but I don't want Demar Derozan if I'm the Spurs. Oh, it's not even worth it. I thought Demar Derozan was going to stay in uh, Toronto. So we think you're trading him for? I, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I I understand that. Who do you think but, is going, Lowry? But look, look, this is, Kawhi Leonard is. It might be difficult to him, but he's not in a difficult situation if he just sits down and thinks about it. Mm. If San Antonio is not going to trade to the Lakers, just be like, hey, bro, don't trade me. I will stay here in San Antonio. I'll make it easy for you. I'll just stay here because yeah. there's no point in him going to Toronto and then leaving and then leaving yeah. for one year to go to L.A. and join his boy. Um, not his boy, but to go to a place where he wants to go to. Just stay there. But who knows? Everybody thought it was a foregone conclusion that Paul George was going to go to OKC, stay there for one year, mm-hmm. and then leave and go to L.A. And that didn't happen. Yeah. He, which I don't know why. He should have went to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Paul George should have went to L.A. There's no way that he should be there, be there right now in OKC. He has a much better chance to win a championship in L.A. with LeBron James than he does with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. It's just this facts. Can't debate that. I agree. Kawhi Leonard needs to think about his choices very well right now too, as well. That we have we have gotten past the point now of where, where one superstar will win you a championship. The Hakeem Olajuwon days are over. Really, the dirt days. <laughs> the dirt, which dirt. is not long ago. And he won one championship. Yeah, it wasn't like he was on a a streak of championships. Yeah. He won that one. Hakeem won back to back. Those were really the only two teams I can name to have one superstar. They were able to win a championship. Those days are done. Mm-hmm. In this day and age of NBA basketball, you have to have another superstar playing with you. The very least. At the very least. Yeah. So Kawhi, he needs to think about this very, very carefully. Well, there's a difference. Though. He's already won a chip. If he wants more, he wants to be with it. He does not want to go to Toronto. He's not going to win a championship there. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. So he wants. He needs to go somewhere. He needs to go to L.A., which is really... Boston, maybe, or Philly, or Philly. Philly would be a, a definitely a good fit yeah. for him, but he needs to go to one of those things. I mean, I just don't get it. I understand LA. LA has always been a big attraction for players. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I understand that. I really do. LeBron James right now, he's not thinking about chips. He's thinking about Hollywood. Yeah, that's what I, I just, what I'm hearing more now is that he wasn't chasing. Michael Jordan, he was chasing Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm hearing right now about LeBron. But you know what? I get it. L.A.'s always been that way. But even when people go to L.A., they are trying to win championships. Yeah. I don't understand why you want to go there and just build your brand. Not everybody can do that. Kawhi Leonard's not going to build his brand. I don't think that's what he's looking to do. Why is he looking to do that? I mean, I, I don't know that guy. He may be just... His own guy. I don't, I don't know who he is. That's why I really want to see him outside of San Antonio. Because the first instance where Coach tries to yell at him and he claps back, I'm going to be dying. But, it, but he's been yelled at by Pop That's my point. all the time. But he but he, did, he didn't say anything. Right. I can see maybe D'Antoni saying something like, you're not Pop. Yeah, or but Bill they, Walton. <laughs> or Luke Walton. No, nah, but Luke Walton and D'Antoni don't do that anyway in general. 
they don't put their players like that on blast like Pop does. Pop that's will true. get in your face. That's just how Pop is. That's true. The other coaches you name, they're not going to. Luke Walton's not going to do that. LeBron James doesn't even really just do that. He might have some kind of you know temper tantrum if you do something, but he's not going to get in your face. Now he might get in your face. He's not going to get in Kawhi Leonard's face. No, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. He'll get in you if you're J.R. Smith. <laughs> he'll get in your face dead. If you're a lower caliber player, he'll get in your face. I agree with that. So it's going to be interesting. Once everything is said and done and the dust settles and players are on their respective teams, I'm really interested to see what happens with Jimmy, Jimmy Butler as well. Jimmy Butler did not sign an offer. I think it was offered $100 million something. Yeah, he didn't sign it, but when you look at the numbers he's going to make, he's going to make more money even if he – opts out and signs with a team other than Minnesota. So as far as the numbers, it doesn't make sense for him to sign it mm-hmm. if he believes in himself. I'm afraid for him because he just, with the amount of minutes and the, and the coach he's playing for, I think his knees might, he may be done. I don't know about I would have took the money. Me personally, I would have took the money because it's too much of a risk. But as far as him and believing in himself, if you truly believe in yourself, you're even going to play out the rest of the year, then there's no reason for him to sign that. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out the podcast. Um, if this is your first podcast um, experience with us, um, please subscribe to our podcast. If you're not already on the website, the website is www.newchannelsports.com. That's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L sports. Um, leave some comments. Um, give us some questions about some fur- um, future um, uh, topics you like like us to discuss, and uh, Trey will definitely be back on the next show. But Chris, phenomenal job! Hey, man, I appreciate it. Shout out to Red Nation. Shout out to Bulls on Parade, Texans. <laughs> you know what it is. Always. Thanks for listening to the New Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars, and don't forget to subscribe.